touchdown. Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that, time jerks. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs and uh, uh, Brady Mahomes. Six lived up to the billing, uh, at least if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, um, and uh, I. I <laughs> This is exactly what I was hoping to see from the Chiefs coming out in this game, right? They're playing a, a really good defense, or the defense has been playing really well this year. Uh, you know, they took advantage of breaks early with the the fumble kickoff, but they they looked like um, you know a team of assassins out there that we you kind of come to expect them to look like when Mahomes is playing quarterback. So I got to imagine that that. Um, you liked what you saw from this game. I mean, offense, defense, special teams all look pretty sharp at times. This is the team I think we all were surprised we didn't see in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. This is a football team that looked they look prepared. Um, this is what I like to call Andy Reid's get right play calling game. So yeah. where like the, from a play calling perspective, it's in sync. It takes advantage of what the defense is giving you. It doesn't, it exploits where the weaknesses are and it's uh, offense. It's in rhythm, which it was none of those things last week. And, and that's for, what he, that's what he talked about. He said it was his job to get them in rhythm and he had failed in Indianapolis. So it was good to see that. I'll be honest. I was doing a million things, so I don't even <laughs> know what happened in the press conference. I'm just going to tell you that one right now. You could have told me that they said, the most outrageous thing in the world, and I'll, I'll trust you right now until I listen to it in the in the morning. He also says he has a hundred pet snakes. No, this was last week. During, last week he said coming out of Indy, he didn't get a, he he needed to do a better job getting him in rhythm. I'll and then honest, he talked. Todd, then he talked busy. about the pet snakes. I was busy then too. So <laughs> my my life is very busy, especially when the games on our air. So uh, I, I I have a busy time. It should be noted I made up the part about the pet snakes. Okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that up because I was worried that the listeners would not um, would not be able to decipher that Todd, <laughs> Todd lies. Um, let's just be honest. That's that's just what happens in, in life, and I've accepted that part of it. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, getting back to it, though, like, I mean, the Chiefs made a more conscious effort to have a good run game and have an effective run game to kind of slow down that pass rush. Mahomes didn't take as many hits as I was concerned he would going into the game. They tightened up some of the pass protection. Some of the delayed blitzes they brought were the same things that teams had run the past two weeks against them. So I was irritated to see Mahomes take a couple shots based off that. Because what a lot of teams are doing is they're getting Creed Humphrey to turn his shoulders, and they're hitting that that blitz lane right there on his right outside shoulder, and they're kind of putting eye candy in front to do that. So that was a little irritating to see that mistake happen again. Uh, not once, but twice, because it happened in the Chargers game and the Colts game. So those type of things make me a little irritated sometimes when I see those, and hopefully those get tightened up before this team called the Bills comes into town in Kansas City. Heard of them. But, but this game looked more like what the Chiefs are expected to be, to truly be a contender. This looks like a team that can compete with the Bills and the Dolphins and the Ravens and the Bengals and Broncos of the world um, more so than what they did last week. Yeah, I mean, that looked like a, a team capable of winning the Super Bowl. That looked like a team capable of being the number one seed in the AFC. Um, frankly, that looked, like the team, that looked like a team that should be 4-0. Uh, um, you know, I, I but I, I think what I want to see now coming out of this, I want him to do it again against 
Las Vegas, right? Like you want to see them start to develop that consistency. And part of me wonders if, you know, all, you know, they'd heard all the talk, they'd done all the preparation. They knew everybody was doubting this offense because it didn't have Tyreek Hill. I don't know if you're aware. It was brought up again on the Sunday night football broadcast. Um, Tyreek Hill was traded this offseason, Nick. Uh, apparently it made news in some circles. He cracked me up whenever at one point during the broadcast, they're like, well, you know, oh, Travis Kelsey's out. I mean, not having Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I'm like, I was like, they do know that Tyreek's not coming back, right? <laughs> with another team. I mean, it's not like in the broadcast he was out with an injury type of thing. Right. Like he played in a whole other city on a whole other day this week. Like, right. It's almost like he's not on the Chiefs franchise anymore. But in a weird way, I feel like, you know, they everybody was focused on the Arizona game, right? Like, how are they going to look? You know, they're going on the road. They're playing, you know, a, a, an NFC team that made the playoffs last year. And they came out and just looked like gangbusters. I mean, you know, they, they, they put together a great offensive performance. And part of me wonders if they didn't get a little comfortable, right? And then... Not quite as great against the Chargers, but hey, it's the Chargers. They're they're arguably a better team than Arizona. Um, and and the thing that was interesting was Travis Kelsey talking about the attention to detail and practice this week was at a higher level. Uh, Andy Reid challenged him and demanded it of him, and I think he demanded it of himself and his coaching staff as well. And then in turn, the players and, and you know Kelsey said like, hey, I mean, we saw the results. We saw what this team can be when we. Pay it when we do pay attention to the details. When we do come to fight, at, you know, every down and play for each other that way, we know what Patrick Mahomes can be. He, I think he he called him the Houdini of our era, um, and uh, you know. So I, I get my hope is that okay, you know, you 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 took a learning lesson on the chin at Indianapolis. Um, you seem to course correct the next week. Can you do it again though? Like, that's what I want to see moving forward. But what impressed you most? Because I'll tell you what impressed me the most. It's been 60 games. The, the, the running game, I mean, Pacheco and even Clyde Edwards-Hilaire um, looked like studs behind that offensive line. I mean, they were working a really good defensive line against Tampa Bay. 189 yards rushing. That's the most yards that Tampa Bay's defense has given up since December 16th, 2018. And that one came against uh, Lamar Jackson and the and the Ravens when they were rolling 240 on everybody. They gave up 240 that game, but it's been 60 games since anybody did what the Chiefs offense did uh, on the ground against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean the run game is, a, is you know as a guy who has a passion for offensive line and running uh, rushing attacks, I'm I'm a big fan of imposing your will and physical dominance. So to see that at various times tonight was ideal. That's the best Isaiah Pacheco has looked from whenever I've been able to watch him. Like that's more his style. Doesn't mean he's a perfect athlete, but I felt like they called a lot more run plays that fit their style of runs. I'm kind of curious to see when coach's film comes out, like what, what blocking they did. Cause I feel like they finally picked Hey, we're going to try this style of, you know, run blocking, whether it's, if we're going to go zone, we're going to stay zone. If we're going to do power run blocking, we're going to do power run blocking. Because I'm telling you, that offensive line's a power run blocking team, but the Chiefs try to be so, so, give so much variety. 
they try to be like the Baskin Robbins of run blocking sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. I don't need you to give me 31 flavors. Give me one flavor that runs it down people's throats. That's what I want to see. And, and, you know, and that's what seems like the Baltimore Ravens do. And that's why they uh, took the bills to church for three quarters before they went all Missouri versus Georgia and, you know, yeah. gave up in the fourth quarter there. So I don't know. It's just those type of things that like, I, I you know, I'm, I felt like they had a more of an identity identity of who they wanted to be in the run game, especially from a blocking style. Yeah. And I mean, just think with, you know, if Patrick Mahomes ever becomes a team player, um, how good this offense can be, um, you know, I mean, if only he wasn't so selfish, uh, I really feel like this offense could go places. Don't, don't even get me started on that, man. <laughs> like, I mean, I haven't read the but article. The ra- the, so uh, for those who don't know, some random guy from Illinois wrote a letter to the editor saying that he didn't like Patrick Mahomes because uh, he didn't think he was a team player and he thought he was only out for himself. It was two paragraphs and it, that's all it said. Like it didn't say why he feels that way. It just said that he does feel that way. And the star chose to print it and that's fine. The star can print it, but they also slapped a headline on it and decided to splash it all over social media with the headline and said it was an opinion instead of it making sure that it was clear that this was a letter to the editor. Um, and it, it sparked a lot of controversy. Um, um, uh, e- even one Brittany Mahomes seemed, uh, to take offense, um, to the way the star handled it. It, um, I of course, uh, am only kidding. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is, is a fine young man. Um, and, and, uh, Look, I mean, look, I, I think he's perfectly like he was 23 or 37 for 249 yards. And I think he would be fine averaging 250 yards a game if it meant that the Chiefs keep routing people like they did today and have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I don't think he cares that Tommy Brady had, you know, 385. Like, I think he would rather take the W. So to me, that's a team player. But what, you know, I, I'm not Glenn from Illinois. Well, I'm sorry to hear that because I was really hoping you would be. <laughs> not, about Mahomes, I, I not about the Mahomes. Not about the Mahomes opinion. Yeah, I don't think that's my pen name. That just that just sounded cool, man. It sounded like a really <laughs> intriguing uh, TV show that could be on Hulu. Like <laughs> <laughs> Glenn from Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on our next episode of Glenn from Illinois. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, you know, but I'm not gonna pretend. Like- it's it's just like some like thirty eight year old guy in like his parents' basement writing hateful letters about things that people love. Like he probably used to send hate mail to like Charles Schultz about how, like Snoopy stupid. No one likes dogs. Stop it with your flying floppy eared dog. Look, Todd, I, I feel like you're attacking me right now. I don't appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, but no, I mean, look, we wandered away from where we were going. Uh, blame that on you. That normally happens because yeah, of- it's it's really early in the morning on Monday at this point. So I'm a little more loopy than usual. Well, Todd, I don't know what to tell you. My sugar's kicking in, so I'm gonna be amped up till uh, till you know for a couple more hours, more than likely. So I'm just gonna let you know that right now. But no, seriously, I mean, look, and, and another point I want to bring up about the Chiefs' offense: the way they were able to finally integrate. Uh, Valdez Scantling in, I thought it was kind of, that was big. Like that, that was the next step that they really, really needed tonight for him to kind of get integrated in that way. Um, but I will say, I know the broadcast kept bringing up that McCole Hardman 
was wide open on that one play. And I'm like, yeah. hey, I, I get it, but like I've also seen him potentially drop that. So I mean, you know. I also at the situation in the game, I think Pat wanted to take a chance to give Justin Watson uh an opportunity. I think he knew the opportunities for Justin Watson to get a touchdown against his old team were gonna be few and far between. He saw one, he you don't see Pat lock in on a guy immediately. And even when it's only kind of there, like never look away. I, I think he was clearly trying to do a solid, like I'm a, I'm a hang this one up and give Justin a chance at this one against his old team. I think that had more to do with it than him. Like, you know, just getting a bad read and not liking McColl and, you know, missing an open guy. I don't know. What does Glenn from Illinois think? I will we'll have to read the start this week to find out. I thought the other encouraging thing was Sky Moore got two catches for 31 yards. You know, you saw him like get a few. I'll be interested to see when the snap counts come out. Like, um, you know, how many reps he actually got out there? How much was it increased or or was Pat just looking for him a little bit more to try to make sure he got involved? Uh, but. You know, between Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Juju Smith, Schuster, and Sky Moore, they had ten catches for 140 yards. Um, you know, didn't find the end zone, but Pat targeted him 17 times. Um, you know, and, and I think that's that's an encouraging sign about where this offense is eventually headed. And we've talked about it before. It it may be like the defense the year they won the Super Bowl. We may not know what this offense is until week eight, week nine, week ten before it really hits its stride. Um, and I'm you okay know. with that with what they're showing right now. Right. But if they keep, I mean, if they can keep hanging, you know, 40 every road game, I think they'll be all right, you know, or most road games. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that Indy one, did you? Yeah. You already, I forgot you Indy already was burned on the road that tape, too. did you? Forgot Indy was on the road. But hey, like, did Pacheco show you enough that you think he should be the lead back? Or did you see enough from Clyde that you're, that you're like, all right, I, I kind of like this tandem? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment for being able to stack that together for like, just keep stacking that together. Like that, that's the key right now. I mean, this is a one week wonder. I want to know, do you have, I'm going to, I'm going to use an awful analogy here, but this is the way we're going to go. Are you one of those one hit wonders of the nineties? Are you somebody that's putting solid albums together and a good overall uh, album that's got song after song, hit after hit, week after week. And if you can do that, then I'll start singing the praises. But I mean, look, I mean, th- it's a start. They, they built the foundation on, on a good week, but let's see if you can be able to be uh, one of those quality bands out there that's still making hit after hit. Right. Be Pearl Jam, not Duncan Sheik. Is that what you're saying? I don't know what that, uh, what the, what that one is, but, uh, uh well, I, I'm barely breathing. Okay. Um, sorry. Can't help you so, with that. Anyway, Pacheco had 11 carries for 63 yards. Clyde Edwards Hiller had 19 carries. Pacheco had 11. I think if Pacheco keeps running with the toughness he showed and showing that the contact balance, you know, the ability to make guys miss or to, to get yards after contact, get some of those hard yards. I think over time, you'll probably see, you know, that um, if he can continue to show that, you'll probably see more of an even split. Maybe there will eventually be some games where Pacheco overtakes him. But I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's got to do it more than once. I mean, you can't. You know, um, he you know he excited everybody with that Bears game 
when he showed that contact, you know, and, and his ability, um, you know, when, when he, you know, to bounce off guys and, and to keep the play alive and to keep moving forward. It's good to see it in a, in a NFL game against a, a defense. I think he was motivated in this one. And that was another thing Clyde Edwards Hilaire spoke to afterwards. Like he said on Monday when they got back, you know, or well, I guess Wednesday, probably when Andy brings him in for the team meeting and goes, you know, goes over the, what he saw from the tape and, and a few notes for the upcoming opponent, <laughs> you know, just kind of kicking off the week that he challenged the offensive line this week, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire said, look, we know we go as, as those big guys up front do. So we took it as a challenge for all of us. And, and I think the running backs, in addition to the offensive line rose to the occasion for the most part. Good. Do it again. Let's see it again. Keep that, keep that offensive line moving. I suspect they'll be motivated to go. I mean, it's Monday night. It's the Raiders, you know, um, it's back at Arrowhead after two weeks on the road. I suspect you're going to see a motivated chiefs team again next time around too. Yeah. I, <clears throat> what, when Andy Reed and the chiefs are on prime time, they'd love to show out when they can. Yeah. So like, I mean, you know, you start to see those trick plays again, like you did tonight. Mahomes knew he could have ran that touchdown in that he flicked to Clyde Edwards Hilaire for that one memorable touchdown. That's going to be on his real someday is one of his greatest plays of all time. Just like the, it's going to be right up there with a handful of other ones. And like, you could just see the Buccaneers, like after the touchdown, they're just like, man, he's, he's a guy, he's a guy oh. who does a thing. Oh, well, yeah. William Golston, that, you know, poor defensive tackle or whatever, trying to, he, he saw it like it, there, there's a great still shot right before Devin white comes in and Patrick Mahomes spins off of him. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire was actually at the goal line. Um, and, and there was a defender on his back and then he broke, he broke free, but you, on that same picture, you can see William Golston's like five yards farther toward the goal, toward the inside on the goal line. He saw Clyde Edwards Hilaire sneak back there and did everything he could to, to make sure that he, um, you know, he, 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 he was, he, he busted his butt to get back there and try to make the play, but he just had no, no chance, but you know, seeing Devin white, just, you know, frowning as he walked off the sideline. I mean that like, that's gotta be uh you know, if you're Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the chiefs offense, that's gotta make you feel good. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember if he uh, counted uh, any numbers on his hands at that time, but um I, I, I I know he wanted to have that moment and I knew that he was after trying to be able to kind of have one of those prime time highlight reels. That's going to be run all day tomorrow nationally and have everybody talking and raving about him until they decide they want to start hating on Patrick Mahomes again. So we'll see how that ends up shaking out, but no, I mean, I'll be curious to see if national media is in love with him for one week. Yeah. And, um, Look, this in no way makes up for Super Bowl 55, right? I mean, they got trounced 31 to 9 in that game. They had a chance to to win a championship. They had a chance to be, you know, back-to-back Super Bowl champions for the first time since the 0304 Patriots. You know, it was a missed opportunity for Patrick Mahomes and the franchise as well, obviously, to uh, you know, to cement their status and this win doesn't make up for that. But it's got to feel good, um, you know, especially coming off the loss at Indy and knowing what happened the last time they were in that building to come out and, and just kick the Buccaneers around on their home field 
um, you know, a week after they held, to, you know, uh, um, you know, Green Bay to 14 um, on that same field, um, you know, it, it's got to be a good feeling. And, and, you know, um, you know, tra- I think Travis Kelsey probably said it best. He, you know, he, he said, we're moving on from, from the Indy loss and, and the Super Bowl loss now. And we're, we're rolling forward. We want to keep this momentum going. So, um, you know, Travis Kelsey will be excited by the podcast and us talking about, you know, wanting to see them, you know, stack performances like this together. I don't know. I, I feel like Travis, uh, he's got his, he's got his own podcast right now, about an hour and a half long to be able to, um, get his thoughts on the game. And what fair, he thinks. I, fair. I enjoy listening to him and Jason talk. Um, yeah, it's great stuff, but you know, I, I, I may fast forward through some parts of it because I just kind of <laughs> like to hear more about them as brothers and more so, Travis's thoughts and occasionally what Jason, uh, what Jason's got going on with the Eagles, but I don't know. There's a, there's certainly a lot of podcasts out there in the world, Todd. So you better keep on your game, Todd. Okay. We're going to, we're, uh, people are going to stop listening to us. All right. Uh, it's quiz time. Who leads the chiefs in sacks this season? At, at this point, it's going to end up being luxurious. Yeah. With as many corner blitzes as he's got. He's got three. He got his third one tonight. Uh, I mean, look, I thought he struggled last year outside, right? He, he absolutely did. Um, how encouraging is it to see he's been phenomenal this year? I mean, he, 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 you know, he bodied up Mike Evans when they tried to fade in the second half, you know, that blitz Brady didn't see it coming, which is unusual for, you know, a man. I mean, he, he was in the league when they saw leather helmets and you weren't, you know, the four, you know, before the forward pass became legal, He's seen everything, um, uh, you know, for, for Legereus Sneed and Spagnuolo, and Spagnolo to be able to scheme that up so that they could uh, catch Brady napping uh, was, was a, a wonderful thing to see. But I mean, it, is he the best defender on this team besides Chris Jones right now? Yeah, I'd say so. <clears throat> Legereus and Chris, the, like you said, I mean, they're, <clears throat> they're playing on a whole different level and different ball game. And if you, when the Chiefs are able to get Willie Gay back, that'll, that'll crank that back up as well. And then I was hoping, I was really hoping Carlotta get his first uh, sack against Tom Brady. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it tonight, but I'm, re- I'm really hoping Carlotta can get that, whether it's against uh, the Raiders or even potentially the Bills a week later. But I'm, I'm very, if, if this Chiefs team is the one that goes and plays the Bills, I'm really intrigued by what that matchup can be, win or lose. Just where each one of those teams are at, man, because the Bills looked awful against the Ravens for three quarters today. They've they've been struggling. I'll, I'll be curious to see, you know, how much uh, Spagnolo and and the rest of the league can take what, from what the Dolphins and and the Ravens have done in the last couple of weeks to kind of limit them. I mean, it, it's going to be a test for Sean McDermott and his staff, just like it was for Andy and his staff in recent years after you know, kind of Todd Bowles kind of went to that, that shell, uh, you know, to kind of shut down Tyreek and, you know, whatever the, the week after Thanksgiving and then relied on it again in the Super Bowl, And then teams copied it all last year and the chiefs struggled to adjust. If there's something on tape out there, we've talked about it before that works. Teams are going to copy it to the extent that they can. And, and if Miami and Baltimore have cracked the blueprint for how to limit uh, Buffalo, it'll be interesting to see can Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey get it figured out 
or are you going to see them kind of struggle like the chiefs did at times last year, like, like, like the Tennessee game and a lot of other games. Um, I, I would, I would say that Josh Allen is a more limited athlete and, and that, you know, that could be a problem if, you know, if, if they don't have the staff that can adapt. Well, and I know there's a guy on the chiefs coaching staff that, uh, resides along the defensive line named Joe Cullen that uh, was one of the first ones to kind of really calm down Josh Allen in the Bills offense last year when he's with the Jaguars and led to multiple turnovers and pressures and sacks that really took Josh Allen out of his game. And, boy, they, they struggled mightily today. But something else I want to bring up about the Chiefs defense, I understand it wasn't many r- rushing attempts, but very rarely do I see a, a defense hold – an opponent to three yards rushing. Yeah. On six carries. Yeah. Six carries for three yards. <laughs> I'm just saying that's going to help their, uh, that's going to help their run defense. Yeah. They're going to have the number one run defense in the NFL. And it's, you know, it's championship Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Like completely abandoned it. But, um, you know, I, I look, I, I, I think, I think is the secondary, the strength of this team. Um, when you look at the way Jalen Watson's performing, when you look at Rashad Fenton, um, you know, uh, Juan Thornhill, you know, still, you know, when teams can isolate him, you know, over the middle at a tight end, uh, you know, the, the chiefs gotta, gotta figure out what to do in those situations. But, um, you know, the back end of that, of that, uh, of that defense is playing pretty well, I think. Yeah. And that's to be expected with how much they invested in the secondary this year. They upgraded that significantly through draft and getting Justin Reed and Deion Bush and Brian Cook and, you know, just and obviously with Joshua Williams, Trim McDuffie and then um, Watson, just getting all those guys combined like that. That was a heavy investment. And you got a rock star secondary coach like Dave Merritt coaching them and being able to mentor them. So, I mean, like that, it's just the perfect combination of youthful athletic ability with Dave Merritt's ability to coach. So, I mean, the, the Chiefs are in really great position. Joe Collins getting everything he can out of that uh, that front four. And I'm curious to see if they invest in that position next year, what that defensive line can be long-term. But the Chiefs have a makings of a really good defense, and we'll see where the offense takes them this year. But I know there's some investments they're going to have to make on offense and along the defensive line after this season's over. But when they do those things, they open themselves up to another really big window. Yeah, it, uh, uh, big credit to Chris Lamont's. Uh, I thought his strip on the opening kickoff really set the tone for that yeah. game. Um, you know, Elijah Lee falling on the ball, and uh, you know, really got the got the Chiefs off to to the hot start they needed. So, all in all, I mean, all three phases kind of bounced back after last week. The defense I thought played well in Indy, but they gave up the touchdown late. But I thought all three phases bounced back, and uh, I look forward to see what they can do with the, against the Raiders because uh, that, that's a uh, that's not a great Raiders team, I don't think. I'm just glad the Raiders won a game today, so you don't have to. They don't feel like they're in a, a must-win situation next week on Monday night. They'll still want to perform well. McDaniel's will still want to do what he can. But I'm, I'm just telling the Chiefs on national TV, trying to send a statement to the Bills. They're they're going to do everything they can to finish that game in three quarters because that's going to be a short turnaround to play the Bills the following week. But the Bills got a tough opponent, if I remember correctly. I think they go play a very physical. Uh, I want to say Steelers football team that week, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they got the Steelers before they play the Chiefs. So I mean, the the Bills they're going to be they're going to be in a physical fight as well. 
yeah, that'll be a rock fight the way the last couple of weeks have gone for the Bills. So, um, you know, and uh, and here we go into the uh, picket era up there in Pittsburgh. So, uh, anyway, um, I'm going to get to bed, Nick, if that's okay with you. Um, I never said he couldn't. And then we'll we'll talk more about Chiefs Raiders next week. But uh, uh, I think Chiefs King is sleeping well tonight. I sure hope so, Todd. I sure hope so. All right. Take care, kid.